Militia here at the uh, LC Tiger Sports Live Studio. I'm your host, Isaiah Marco, with my co-host, Phil Snow, the stats guy. I am the snowman, and just remember that stats are cool. They are. I am also here with the Minuteman himself, C.J. Spradlin. What's going on? He is C.J. Spradlin? Yeah. Are, <laughs> you, are, you, are you the real C.J. Spradlin? Am I? Will the, re will the real C.J. Spradlin please stand, stand up? up? Yes, sir. That would be a nice remix. <laughs> All right, guys, so we got a lot of, a lot of stuff to go over here Uh to start off, we do apologize for missing out our last week's episode. Uh, had a few technical difficulties and all that, so uh, uh, I'll take the blame. It was my fault. Yeah, so you're fired. <laughs> you're fired. I've been fired. <laughs> this is like the third time in a, in a week I've been fired, man. <laughs> the week's just started. <laughs> so, yeah. it's, it's gonna be a long week, guys. Yeah. If I've been fired oh, yeah, twice gonna, already. Oh yeah, absolutely. So we're gonna start with bowling here. Uh, bowling and wrestling here, presented by Pro Day Performance Training with. Uh, Dorian Hooker and Jordan Berdu and Josh Martin. So we're going to jump right into the bowling here here first. Uh, the Napoleon boys uh, win. Let's see here. Uh, win. Oh, come on. Dude, you're fired. I'm, no, I'm fired. <laughs> I'm fired. I know. They're, why do we fire each other so much? Love-hate relationship. Yeah, so right it has here. to be a love-hate relationship. Napoleon is right here at the top. Okay. Which is, uh, it's just not, you know. Yeah, this is something I'm not used to. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Isaiah's still set in the fall, so give him a break. He's still wearing football pads and yep. his Purdue Boilermaker football shirt hey, like man. they didn't get obliterated. Or hey, hey man, we're 13-1. and one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the Wildcats with a 413 series, which included games of a 206 and 207. Uh, Preston Miller was behind with a 409. Series including games of a 200 and a team high of 209. Riley, oh gosh, Ehlers, he says that. Ehlers, Ehlers, uh, with a 171. Uh, with you know, you know, I like to think, you know, I like to think about that is that it has the eh on it, so mm -hmm. I'm like, eh, 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 Ehlers, eh. you know what eh. I mean? Yeah, uh, she, uh, she had games of 171, 184, and a and a three. For a 355, um, Andrew Gallagher is that Gallagher? Yeah, Gallagher, I think you're right. Nice. Uh, Be Ron confident, dude. Yeah. Say it with force. Say it with your chest. <laughs> I'm trying, man. I'm trying here. I already got fired twice today. <laughs> so uh, rolled a 202 in his only game. Uh, Ashton Kiesling, uh, one game, uh, 182, and Mason Molina uh, rolled a 172 in his only game. Uh, Napoleon won a pair of Baker games with a scores of 192 to 189 and 223 to 163 and a uh, 159 and 183. <clears throat> and now we're on to uh, with uh, Liberty Center uh, over the Patriots of Patrick Henry, even though I want to say Hamler, even though I just said it, but yeah. Uh, Liberty Center with 2,464 over PH's two, 2,001, well, 2,001. Uh, Jacob Sexton uh, with more than 500 pins. and yeah, he, he, he really had a good day on the lanes over there in Hamler. You know, Hamler's kind of a strange bowling alley. They only mm -hmm. have six lanes over there, so really? it's kind of weird. You know, Liberty's kind of used to bowling at River City where there's a lot of space mm -hmm. and a lot of things going on over there. And, you know, when you get to – I think that really matters. You know, sorry to cut you off, but I think this yeah, is a really good. important thing to talk about when you're talking about the bowling scheme of things. Lanes really matter. Um, you know, when you're used to looking at lanes over at River City, they're oiled a certain way. or uh, And then you go to Wasion and they're oiled a certain way this way. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we had Coach Rick Shaddy on last week. And, you know, our audio obviously didn't work. And he'll join us again very soon. Mm -hmm. um, he's really excited to talk about it. And that was one thing that he stressed about is the, the oil of the lanes are just so difficult to pick up and adjust to sometimes. Uh, and they played against Evergreen. They had a match against Evergreen a couple weeks ago mm -hmm. at Lenaway County, which we went over in last week's episode. But, again, I suck. so um, <laughs> You're fired again. <laughs> uh, in Lenaway County, which is where they're going to have the NWAL championships at. Mm -hmm. uh, and Coach Shaddy did a nice job of just getting all of his girls on the lane uh, just to try to adjust to that. So I think, um, you know, when you switch to different lanes, I think going on the road to road lanes is, is kind of like going on the road to – a hostile environment, the crowd, kind of like you know our boys did on Thursday, or like uh -huh. Archibald girls did coming to our place on 
uh, Thursday yeah. or whatever. So, excuse me, the boys' game was on Friday. But, yeah, I just think that's a that's a really important thing to talk about when you're talking about bowling matches. Uh, like I said already, uh, Liberty Center, and it's uh, 2,464 to 2,001 uh, over PH. Uh, Sexton Open with a 248 and followed with two with a 258 game for a score of 506 in the series. Uh, to lead the Tigers, Tim Blanton. You know, Tim's been really coming on lately. Um, I don't want to say he started the season slow because if you have a 214 average, I, I don't consider that slow. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, you know, Tim, I think if you asked him, thought he was probably struggling hitting some of the pockets mm-hmm. that he was trying to hit. And when we're talking about the pocket, we're talking about that front pin and the pin right that's on the side. Um, you know, he's been hitting pockets and leaving some nine pins. Mm-hmm. And some of those nine pins are really starting to fall for Tim. And I think you're starting to see some of that. Uh, I don't want to call it courage, but um, swagger, swagger, yeah, if you will. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's swagger. Just, he's bowling with a little bit more confidence right mm-hmm. now, and you've seen his scores uh, steadily get better over the last couple of weeks. And um, I look for him to keep improving. And I know I talked to Landon Amstutz a little bit, and he study. Said that, you know, he said he's been having a down season a little bit this year. And you know, when you look at the guys on that team, you see a lot of younger kids, juniors. You know, you talk about Wes Wilhelm, the kid that bowled the, the 300 earlier. He's just a freshman, so mm-hmm. a lot of good things coming for our Tiger bowling team. Absolutely. Uh, Tim Blanton added a 442 <laughs> series, rolling games of 227 and 215. Landon Amstutz are known as Study for some odd reason, uh, with a game of 215. Uh, subbed in, uh, and, but uh, had a sub in in the second game with Wes Wilhelm, like you just said there. Um, rolled a 178, and in his only match, Cody McDougal uh, rolled a 146. Uh, Isaiah Galen with a team high game with a 194 series, and I believe that that's also the. That, yep, yep, that's a yep. No, no, that's a PH guy. And do you have any updates on the girls' action? I think they lost by like 20 something pins to PH. The girls did. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, okay, so... Uh, 19 pins? Uh, one, the, to- the score was 1,960 to 1,941, so it was pretty. It was a close one. Yeah, 19 pins uh, that PH beat Liberty by. And Liberty won all three Baker games, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. to keep that close. I mean, they just... It sounded like they struggled a little bit hitting some of their marks and uh, had to really fight back in those Baker games, but credit PH, you know, to... To pull away with that win because Liberty, Liberty girls team is pretty legit. So. Yeah, uh, the Lady Patriots who um, was were led by by Rachel Breeze, uh, who rolled a 200 game of the match and scored a 379 wow. series with the games of 176 and 203. Very good. Zaya Z- Zaina Zaina Cusell uh, added with a 161 and a 177 for Hamler. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, Kylie. Uh, Kamol with 337, uh, scored at 164 and 173. And uh, Lena Breeze, I believe, they want to bet those are siblings there, sisters. It's possible. There's a good chance. Uh, with a 140 and 132 with a total of 272. And Claire Princefield uh, with 96 and a 143 with a 239. Uh, Lady Tigers were led by A.J. A- uh, Seedorf, whoop, whoop. <laughs> with a 148 and a 182 of a of a 330 series. Uh, also uh, tagging behind her, it was Hannah Roth with 136 and a 171 of 307. Ariana Smith with 129 and 174 of a 303, and Delaney Crew with a 116, 155 with 271. And Madison Amstutz uh, competed, uh, but was subbed in with both matches. And the Baker Games wins of a 180 to 118 to uh, a 168 to 138, and a 163 and a 139 in yeah, the Baker Games. Ma- Madison Amstutz was battling some sickness there, so she had to come out. Uh, give her a lot of credit. You know, she gave it a yeoman's effort out there to try to come out and perform for mm-hmm. her team. Uh, just wasn't able to do that. And, you know, when you say some of those scores, Isaiah, you really see what I'm talking about as far as, you know, I think the girls didn't bowl some of their best matches. You know, you see the 120s to the 170 range, and then you see the 130s to the 160s. And, you know, I just think maybe the first game struggled a little bit, and then maybe the second game, like I was talking about a little bit, maybe found the rhythm on the lanes a little yeah, bit. Yeah, so. absolutely. Uh, so with that being said, we're going to transition on to our 
wrestling or wrestling. A lot of Come good on. stuff for wrestling. Yeah, very good stuff. Uh, this is with the Cold Water Duel. Um, Braden Tamarine, Xavier Myers, and Owen Box. Xander Myers. Xander Myers, thank you. I keep on forgetting that. Um, but all three went perfect in this one. Uh, let's see here. In the Uh, in the pool, in pool two, Liberty Center over um, Madrina. Yeah, Madrina. Yep. Madrina. Madrina. Something like yeah. that. Thirty-eight, twenty-eight, and round in the pool round three, the Tigers over uh, the Bulldogs of Columbus Grove, fifty-five to twelve. Uh, I think that's a good. I think that's a good win. You know, Liberty Center yeah. uh, didn't message and didn't really wrestle in that pool round one. Mm -hmm. uh, had a chance to see some of the teams wrestle. And, you know, this is a team, you know, Isaiah, we've seen, mm -hmm. you know, struggled a little bit at the beginning. We saw, you know, not yeah. very much mad time. And this mm -hmm. team is really charging yeah, uh, I, as of late over the last couple of tournaments yeah, and the last uh, couple of duels. The, bef uh, the night before uh, the varsity for the Liberty girls team, I actually uh, – Wednesday. Yeah, on Wednesday? I think it was – yeah, because they played on Thursday. Yes. Um, <clears throat> I went up there, uh, had some time to kill before the game – before uh, varsity got into pregame and all that. And so uh, I had like probably like a good hour and a half to uh, – and um, they – and it's a really intense practice, and it's it got uh, the the practices have gotten a lot more intense um, ever since since I left. And and the coaches up there were um, all talking about uh, where you're gonna like it's all like all mental stuff, and the drills that they do are, I'll tell you, they kill you. Yeah, those things kill you. And, you know, I I know you were there with me. You know, we both you know kind of talked to Coach Westover a little bit, mm -hmm. and he was very. Um, very positive about the way that his kids have been wrestling yep. and practicing uh, over the last couple of weeks, really putting in a lot of effort and yeah. time. And uh, Tanner <clears throat> Klein, I, I believe it was, a, uh, in my personal opinion, a hidden gem uh, <laughs> going into this season because it, it was his first time, it was his first year wrestling since, I want to say, since he was in junior high, I believe. I believe he used to be a wrestler in junior high in the, and, uh, and in uh, middle school there. But uh, – and decided to come back in. He's he's done. He's been producing very well. Uh, and the in pool round four, uh, the Tigers over Cougar Nation, the Van Wert <laughs> Cougars, forty-two to thirty. Uh, then uh, go on to round five, Liberty Center over Brookville, thirty-nine thirty, in a very close matchup. There It was a very competitive. That was a good good matchup between those two teams. And this this pool was kind of the, the interesting one for me. You know, Madeira played Van Wert as well, close matchup. Uh, Indian Lake did beat Coldwater, but it took the last couple of wrestlers to really set those two teams apart. So the, the pool round five was one of the more interesting ones for me, in my opinion. Absolutely. And in the and for the battle of first and second place of the Coldwater Invitational, the Tigers over St. Mary's Memorial – 43-24, so... The Rough Riders. The Rough Riders. So, uh, yeah, the Tigers uh, did a phenomenal job, a phenomenal outing, uh, not not wrestling in the first round of the pool, and then after that just to uh, uh, beat everyone as they went on in their closest matchup that they had uh, with Brookville with a, a nine-point win. So, and also... Good stuff there, you know, yep. just like we said, good stuff there from our wrestling team. Um, the third and fourth place match, Madeira beat Indian Lake 38-30. to 30. So, Madeira took third and Indian Lake took fourth just to round out the top three and four there for you guys yep. uh, for that tournament. And then I think uh, yeah, we have a, a one more wrestling thing to cover yep, as they battled. The, uh, was, it, was this a uh, dual meet against yeah. – okay. Yeah, it, it, was, uh, all, it was Tigers versus Pilots on that one. Uh, I was I was hoping I was going to go to that one, but unfortunately, uh, I totally forgot there was basketball that Purdue day. Purdue basketball, Purdue basketball. Takes no, over. it was. Oh, you got it. Was, yeah, it was the girls. It was the girls, I got it you. was the girls' game. Yeah, I got you. Um, so the Tigers toppled the Pilots uh, with a 69-21 victory. Uh, starting off, starting off this whole entire thing, they uh, the Pilots gave up four forfeits to the Tigers. Yeah, that's tough. You know, it's just an unfortunate thing. You know, you. When, the, the numbers situation is big in all sports right now. You know, a lot of sports are having a tough time getting athletes to come out. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I remember <coughs> in my day, I think it's so funny day. to say that, 10 back years ago when I, back back in in my day. Day. <laughs> uh, when I graduated 10 years ago, soccer was just starting. Um, some of these sports, I think bowling was just becoming a thing. Mm -hmm. So we didn't really have 
a lot of these other things that we could do. And not only that, but the traveling stuff involved in all these sports. I mean, there's traveling volleyball, there's traveling basketball, there's traveling baseball. I mean, any sport you play in, other than football, really, mm-hmm. there's a travel or an AAU or a, a, an experienced league mm-hmm. that takes away from some of these school organized functions. And mm-hmm. as much as it's a good thing to maybe get some scouts and stuff like that, you know, I really think that it's it's unfortunate to see that kids don't want to maybe play for their school as much. And, yeah. you know, I think that's definitely impacted the way the numbers uh, scheme of things. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know about Ayersville. I know Liberty Center doesn't I have do a swim know team, Ayersville, but like Napoleon they, they has swim the, teams. So. They had the Delano boys. That <clears throat> right, are, yeah, Delano's Delano, really Delano's good. Abe Delano's good. a really good yeah, wrestler. The Delano's are good. Uh, I do know Ayersville has a very respectable wrestling program over the years. Uh, it's just that numbers are just their uh, numbers is just their problem, really. Um, not being like being a small school. Uh, I just know them just because of football. Because they, I remember they were. Were they D five, D six around when we were like in like a few twenty sixteen? Ayersville? In what? And, They've always and, been around D five, D six. Remember D5 there wasn't yeah. divisions there wasn't seven divisions ten years ago. Yeah. <laughs> and they mm-hmm. and they went down to D seven and I do know their numbers uh for majority of their sports except Well that's only ma- by number bat- of boys in the school, yeah. not by who's going out no, for I mean, sports. No, I mean like for I mean like as in sports roster is what I mean. Um wrestling program it's gone down a little the numbers wise has gone down a little bit. Uh Basketball and the girl, the boys and girls basketball is doing fine, but everything else has really gone has kind of took a turn of its wor- turn of the worst. Well, and I think Defiance Athletics could have a little bit of something to do with that. You know, maybe some yeah. of these kids would rather you know go to Defiance when they have the chance to open and enroll there. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, so those four forfeits went to uh, Braden Tamarine, Jack Zider, Drew Matthews, and Teddy uh, Wyambrek. Wyrembeck. <laughs> I'm not going to try. <laughs> Close. <laughs> Close enough. Hey, I get uh, the advantage. I get to broadcast these kids yeah, in football. Right. So uh, Landon Ma- Massey. Uh, and I actually did confirm that it is Massey, not Massey. It is Massey. Landon Massey. Yep. Yeah, Landon Massey with a followed win in an 8-4 decision at 132. Uh, Alex Shaney felt uh, pinned uh, Micah Bartel. Alexa. 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 Uh, Shaney felt pinned uh, Micah Bartel in 85 seconds at the 138 in the girls' match. Eli Borselman edged out a 5-4 decision at 138. Jackson Bartels with a pin. It's nice to see him back in action. He's just yes. battled so many injuries. Um, yes, he did. He's, been, he's missed pretty much two football seasons because of injuries. And yeah. It's just nice to see him be able to wrestle. And uh, after that, uh, Deegan Schwager. Deegan Schwager. Schwager. Uh, by the time he got with his done with his match at that point, it was 48 nothing Tigers. So, uh, in the third period pin of a 150, that was Schwager's match. Also waiting for the Tigers, Tanner Klein at 165 and Xander Myers at 175 with pins in the first period. Lucas Navarre with an 8-5 decision at 190. Lucas is a freshman, so it's nice to hear him yes. doing good. That is the little, young, little Navarre. The, the not-so-little little Navarre. So little, little <laughs> little Navarre. It's Little Navarre is what I call him. And Owen Box with a forfeit at, at 285. So, and Ayersville's Joe – oh, man. Eitner? Eitner, uh, probably. Eitner, I want to say Eitner. Uh, with a forfeit of, at 157. Case uh, and Willman won a 10-1 decision at 165. Owen Brenner uh, scored a pin at 190, and Abe Delano uh, won with a tech fall at 215. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah, that's that's Delano kids are really good wrestler for Irishville. Yes, they just absolutely. need to find some other guys that can compete at the same level, and you know that's hard to do. You know, it's hard to find the consistency with uh, wrestlers at the top. So. Yeah, the Delanos are very the Delano brothers are very athletic there. So uh, we're on to. Uh, Let's head on over to girls' basketball. Yeah, girls' basketball is provided by AB Perfectionist Painting. For all your painting needs, call Austin Purdue and the guys at 419-306-906. Sorry. <laughs> far away. <laughs> yeah, well, it's far away, and somebody's handwriting's atrocious. Yeah, that's mine. Sorry. Not to mention any names, Phil. 906-1627. Um, starting off with 110 games. Uh, Ayersville defeats Holgate 43-34. to Um Allie Schindler scored 17 of her 22 points in the second half. Uh, Kaylee Dockery added 10 for Holgate. Jordan Altman had 10, and Isabel Blaker had 8. Uh, Stryker defeated Archbold 45-32. 
Sage Woolis led the Lady Panthers with 25 points. And Lexi Wickerham added 14. Archibald was led by Leah McQuaid with 10 points and four rebounds. Yeah, not not to interrupt you, CJ, but uh, talking about the Woolis girls, she's actually uh, the number one scorer uh, in the league or in the area right now. Really? Uh, oh, really? Through all the leagues and the areas um, for all the teams that put in stats. Not everybody does put in those stats mm-hmm. uh, for the, the max preps or the whatever it is, but – uh, for all the teams that have put in stats, I think Sage Woolis is the leading scorer in the league. I think she averages just under 20 points a game, like 19.5 maybe. Nice. Dang. Could be wrong on that. I know Haley Meyer is right there as well. Uh, obviously, the the uh, post player from Wasion, mm-hmm. better rebounding numbers mm-hmm. than Sage. But uh, the Woolis girl, can she can really light up the scoreboard, as you see there with, uh, you said, 23 points on that one. 25, so, yeah. 25 points. So. Yeah. Um, and then last but not least, Liberty right. Center defeated – Montpelier, 47-19 to 19 on the road. Um, and I got some stats here. Um, LC forced 31 turnovers. Nice, nice. Um, you know, not expected. They've been doing that all year. So um, the Lady Tigers out-rebounded Montpelier 37-27 to 27 for the game. And at halftime, the score was 27-9 to nine Tigers. Yeah, I got a couple more stats for you on that one. Uh, leading the way for Liberty Center, Emerson Gray had 10. Em- uh, Emerson Gherkin with 8. Kaylee Bland also with 8. Liberty Center was 19 of 49 from the field for 39%. Um, you know, struggled a little bit, I think, from the field, but I think made the shots they needed to. Shot 50% from the free throw line and shot 33% from behind the arc but you know I think some of the numbers that you mentioned uh the turnover numbers I think was really the big key uh you know I think it was something that was really important that led to big or to easy baskets for Liberty Center yeah Yeah, you know I mean there's yeah I mean they they shot lights out um like I said they're up 27-9 at the half so um some other uh, stats here um, Montpelier shot 21% from the floor. Yeah, you going to win a lot of games with that. <laughs> no, not at all. That's 7 for 34 from the floor, um, 13% from the three, and 33% from the free throw line. So that's you're tough. not going to yeah, win many games. 33%. That. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, 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 tough. that's, that's, that's a cold hand right there, CJ. But, but you know sure. what, though? I, I, I think I want to give a little bit of credit to Liberty Center for causing maybe teams to be – bad free throw shooting teams yeah. and that's not to say oh they're doing something but I mean we just wear and teams down yes and we get them tired and when you get to the free throw line and you're tired I mean CJ uh, we played basketball we know <laughs> I mean you, you get to the third and fourth quarter there man your legs your legs start to get tired mm-hmm. you're falling down on the floor a couple times well, at least I did I was clumsy but um, <laughs> you know you're falling down on the floor a few times those really take a toll on you, man. And it's mm-hmm. sometimes it's hard to sink those pressure free throws. And I think those numbers, you know, 33% from the free throw line, uh, you know, maybe doesn't win them the game, obviously, making those free throws. But maybe you get some more momentum with those plays. And I think a lot of things start at the free throw line. Um, I know as a shooter, uh, sometimes you need to see a free throw go in. And right. that's what gets you going. Mm-hmm. Uh, so free throws uh, really play a huge part in the game, and I don't think they get talked about enough. So, Absolutely. and I, one stat that I did want to throw out at you—you you had mentioned the turnovers. How many turnovers did you say Liberty Center forced? They forced 31. So the of the 31 turnovers that they forced, they also had 19 team deflections. So not only are they creating steals, they're also creating. Hiccups? Yes, because it's hard for teams to get into their rhythm. It's hard for teams to get in their offense. You're Uh getting tip passes, the timing's off, and a lot of plays, when Liberty Center runs a zone, a lot of those plays are designed for timing. Mm -hmm. The timing is all thrown off when those guys are getting pressure. So I think that's an important thing to mention. I think think Liberty Center's aggressive defense causes some of those Mm -hmm. uh, missed free throws. Absolutely. Absolutely. Another stat, too, I want to go over before we move on. Montpelier forced 21 turnovers. (laughs) <laughs> and we still scored 47 points. So credit Montpelier. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, some aggressive yeah, defense. Oh yeah. So. All right. And I do want to. I do want to point out. I, I. Sorry. What was that? Just saying they couldn't capitalize on on those turnovers. And that's a credit to Liberty's defense, which we'll talk about for Thursday's game as well. But yep. you know, I talked to Coach Davis a little bit. I, I was at the um, the Archibald. <clears throat> no, the uh, the second annual Larry Votsberger Memorial junior high basketball tournament for the girls and I was up there and 
you know, I was talking with Coach Barrett a little bit, and he actually said that he benched the starters uh, on Tuesday against Montpelier. Just I don't know if it was, you know, he said, hey, you know, it was kind of a wake up call, like, hey, like we, you know, we got to, we still got to play basketball, you know, and yeah. I, I think he made a really good point. Um, you know, the record's good, but you know, we can't be complacent. You know, and that was one of the big things that he talked about was, you know, we can't stop, we can't let up. You know, we still got, I think, eight, seven games left to play on our schedule, and, and we can't get complacent. I think Coach Davis is really going to work on that over practice because Absolutely. I don't think we play again until next Thursday. So Right. Um, so for 112, I got some games here. Patrick Henry defeated Evergreen 54-52. Um, Wasion defeated Swanton 47-22. Brian defeated Delta 61 to 30. Wasion defeated Swanton 47-22 and Ayersville defeated Hicksville 45-20. So yeah, those are the games. Plus Liberty Center obviously had a great win against Archbold 43 to 40. First first win over, over the streaks since 2002. Yeah, that's insane. Folks, that that now was a nail biter. I mean, yeah, yeah let, let's br- let's break this down a little bit. Um, I think one of the big keys in the game uh, for Liberty Center was the way that they were able to not pile on negative plays. Yes, um, they did have a few turnovers. Uh, credit Archibald. They shot the ball tremendously well. Yes, uh, probably better than what they had in most games this season, and also, you know. They had just gotten their butts whooped a week ago against Brian. Brian went into Archibald, really handed it to him. Give credit to Archibald because they could have packed it in, guys. Yeah, they and and they yeah. came to the jungle, and they gave Liberty Center everything they wanted. Yes. Uh, defense, the defense played a big role, like always. And uh, at times uh, you thought uh, some, of the mista- some of the mistakes were starting to catch up to the Tigers a little bit. Uh, Right at the end of the game, uh, it was it was a little it was a little nail biting there right at the end. Uh, so well, there but, was a couple of weird plays, you know, something uh-huh. that you don't really see a lot. El Moeller went up for a couple of rebounds on back to back free throw rebounds. <clears throat> she, I don't know if she fell. I, I don't know if she was pushed. I, I, the referee said there was no contact. Coach Davis had actually asked the ref, you know, how does something like that happen and not, you know what I mean, be two called. consecutive times and not be called? And, you know, he had no answer for him. And I just – I don't know what the situation with that was. But, one, I want to credit L for sticking with it. You know, you're not going to deter her away from no. sticking her nose in there. Definitely not. Uh, we call her the Tasmanian Devil on LC Tiger Sports <laughs> Live on. because she's just – I mean, she's everywhere. Devil. And then mm-hmm. we – you know, we always joke around and – You know, the Tasmanian yeah. Devil's not – because she is. I mean, she just wreaks havoc. And her defense uh-huh. in this game I thought was the difference maker. Yes, I really did. Absolutely. L. L only had four points. She was two for two from the field. But her defensive pressure uh, subbing in and out some of the girls that maybe aren't as good mm-hmm. um, on ball defensively, L did a phenomenal job. And like I said, she yeah. got beat up and oh, yeah. was still just sticking her nose in there. And I give her a ton of credit uh, for playing a really good game. And then, then you know, Isaiah, that, talking that, about Peyton Army. Yeah, Peyton Army, yeah. What a three. Oh, yeah, wow, ama- amazing. Yeah, uh, the one thing I would take off uh, right at the beginning of the game, the one thing I was worried about with Archibald that they're well, di- they were a well, dis- they're known to be a well-disciplined team, and they are just, they are just calm, they're just calm throughout the game, no matter what situation they're really in. Even right at the end, when um, uh, right at the end, uh, they were just calm, they were just doing what they wanted, to try and try and get what they needed to get done. Um, obviously, right at the end, they got a three uh, that put up that. To two. got it to three. Yeah, they got Liberty three. was oh, up, six, up six, and then yeah. a three-pointer got yeah. it to three. Yep. I thought they were up by five. That's my bad. Um, so when they drilled that three, I'm like, oh, oh boy, this is going to be interesting. And uh, the one thing that caught me, even though I, I am obviously the scorekeeper uh, in the jungle, um, the one thing that caught me off guard is that usually you're, you, once that bu- once that uh, the ball goes through the bucket, usually that usually you hear that timeout instantly. Uh, Archibald took a little, just had a few seconds tick off uh, that would have actually could have played a, given them a shot if uh, if Liberty happened to accidentally turn it over by accident there. Well, and then we had the timeout exchange scenario where 
you know, Archibald took a timeout, and then Liberty oh, yeah. came out, and then Archibald yeah, and Liberty took a timeout, and then Liberty Center came out in a different situation, and then yeah. uh, the coach from Archibald took a timeout. <laughs> so uh, we went timeout, 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 timeout there. It seemed yeah, like and, it took uh, and he, and Davis 45 kept, minutes to yeah, play three seconds. Yeah, but. Davis kept uh, Davis kept one more one more timeout left in his pocket uh, uh, just in case of a five-second. Um, and the thing, uh, another thing is though, Archibald did start off the game, start off the game a bit cold uh, on the upon uh, upon the arc there uh, in the three point um, game there. Yeah, right, right off the right off the bat, they tried to shoot some threes and they couldn't get it. They couldn't get them to go down. Yeah, and in Liberty Center, I, I think it was if I'm not mistaken to start the third quarter, uh, got out got up by ten, mm-hmm. and Archibald just would not go away. No, they, uh, they hit die. three buckets in a row and got mm-hmm. it to four. And they just consistently stuck within that four to three point range yep. the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was some turnovers there in the last couple minutes that Liberty Center had, and did an excellent job to not give up points on those turnovers. Um, you know, I think the biggest stat for me in the ball game was Liberty Center was six of sixteen from the free throw yeah, line. Yeah, I was going to say the free throws percent. Yeah, so, the free throws almost killed them there at the end. So really, got to make some free throws, but. Man, I, I, I got to go back to this Peyton Army. Uh, Liberty Center was one of seven from the three-point line. That might have been the biggest three of her life. Yes. Uh, at the top of the key with about 50 seconds. I mean, it was unbelievable. The place went erupted. And I want to say, what a fantastic crowd. Yes, a uh, good the crowd. Energy, very good crowd. The energy in that place was electric all night uh, and in a very, very good basketball game. I yes. mean, it was it was a very good game. Yeah, and uh, they had the one moment uh, where every, where uh, one team would shoot it, miss it, and then go on the other side, the other miss it, and they'll <laughs> go back and forth, and you'd just be sitting there like, what is happening? Because I think uh, both teams had to combine and went 0 for 8, and within like a one-minute span of missed, uh, missed layups or missed open shots. And uh, no one can score for a solid minute or so. And then eventually coach, both coaches are like, hey, let's slow down here, guys. Let's slow down. Because uh, I believe at that time that was when uh, the Tigers were still up by their double-digit uh, – when Archibald was trimming at their double-digit Yeah, ten, 10 was the highest lead. So it was a good game the whole way through. Uh, Liberty Center was 16 <clears throat> free throw attempts, like we said. They were 18 of 44 from the field for 41%. Mm. Kaylee Blanton, man, 14 points. Yes. She, she did, yeah, was she a beast. Yes. She did was very a beast. Good, did very good in the second half. You know, and I think if you asked her, she would probably tell you that a couple of those layups that she had that just didn't go in, that yeah. she that she thought that she would she should make those. Mm-hmm. But you know what? The Her being in the right spot, I think, is a big situation. You know, yes. CJ, I think you can contest to this, even if you're not – not saying that you weren't, but even if you're not a, a huge scorer or you're not getting the ball on, on some possessions, if you're in the right spot – Good things are likely to happen, and I think Kaylee was just always in the right spot. Absolutely, you know, right place, right time. There's so, a reason why that's a saying. Absolutely. Exactly yeah. right. So I agree. Oh, and another thing is, don't forget that Peyton Army is playing power forward almost every game. Yeah, playing it was small so ball. When, when Spike said power forward, Peyton Army, I laughed a little bit. I was like, she's yeah. all five five. Yeah, well, Scott is obviously the bookkeeper for the Tiger, for the Lady Tigers, and every single time, whenever I'm sitting by him uh, at a home game, whenever every time, whenever Spike says power forward, a five five senior Peyton Army, I just look at Scott like, and you're. Throughout your whole entire life, did you ever thought you're going to hear your daughter on the line, on the starting lineup announcement? I'm like, are you okay with this? Like, are you <laughs> sure that this is okay <laughs> like, for her you, to say that? Like, were you ever thought that your daughter would be announced as a power forward? And he's like, Isaiah, I just roll roll with it. Yep. I'm like, fair enough. So, was that all you had for? Girls I have basketball? one game for Friday. So correct me if there was more games, Hit but I have one it. game. It was Perrysburg defeated Napoleon 48-37. Uh, I have a couple stats for that game. Sophie Chips led She's Napoleon. She's a bag of chips. Oh, yeah. <laughs> With 11 points. Uh, Michaela Cruz had 10, and Ella Tassler had 9. Um Haley Griggs led all scores with 14 points for the Yellow Jackets, and Megan Gibbs scored 12. Pretty, so pretty, score. pretty solid basketball oh, yeah, team. Absolutely. Both, both boys and girls. Yeah. I do have one more for you. Okay. OG defeats Ottoville 65-31. 13-2. Ottoville is in Putnam County. Okay. It's uh, – it's all it's all down there with the uh, with those Putnam County Putnam. schools. Yes, sir. Uh, 
the like I said, the Titans moved to thirteen and two, including their ninth straight victory, uh, career high seventeen points from Carson Erford, and Katie Kaufman added eleven for the Titans. Nice, nice. Um, nice. And if you're good with those, we will get you uh, the updated girls statistics after fourteen games. Uh, Liberty Center from the field shooting. Uh, we are shooting 46% from the two-pointer area. We are shooting 26% from the three-point line. Uh, I know I'm not a from the free throw line. but that's not – is that just decent stats? Is that decent, um, or where would you, I, you put that be, at? If you're almost at 50% from the two-point line, I, I, I would say that's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Three-point percentage, 26 is a little low. Uh, as a team, you want to be 35 or higher, I think, is the goal that you want to be there. Okay. Um, 40 is exceptional. 30, 33, 35 as a team is an area that you would want to be. So maybe some improvement there. But I think the biggest thing is 56% from the free throw line, 100 of 11 for 197 on the season. Uh, So could really use some improvement there. Um, Shooting it well from the line for the Tigers, Beatrice Barrett. Stinger! um, (laughs) She's shooting 80% from the free throw line. Nice. Uh, A couple of interesting stats that I had here. Liberty Center has 181 total offensive rebounds. Um, When you're talking in the grand scheme of things, when you're getting extra possessions like that, those are going to help you win basketball games. 416 total rebounds. Uh, Biggest stat for me, 260 eight team steals so uh, a team that just really really knows how to get after you uh, our steal to turnover ratio ratio is phenomenal um, it's stuff that you want to see when you're doing that so great stuff from the Liberty girls thus far and all the Liberty act or in all the girls action uh, you know Ayersville moves to uh, 12 and 2 on the year like we just said OG mm-hmm. moving to 13 and 2 striker moving to 11 and 2 um, then you got PH who moved to 11 and 2 Liberty Center, or I'm sorry, 12 and two. Patrick Henry, or Liberty Center, moving to 13 and two. So our 13 you and got one. The Golden Bears already. So all Brian at 13 and one as well. So, yeah, so a I'm, lot of really good girls basketball teams. Yeah, in just our saying areas. right now. Uh, uh, obviously, the season's coming down, uh, uh, flying by us. Uh, the two, their two big games that they have are on the road at at the House of Heat. And at Brian Go- and at the Golden Bears of Brian, I have no idea what they call it. At gym. the House of Cheat, I like to call <laughs> it the House of Cheat. I didn't want to say it, but we're going to call it the House of Cheat. Oh, I'm so. going to say it. I lost in four overtimes there. I can say whatever I want. <laughs> Come on. I'm like I call their their um their stadium the Screw House. So <laughs> what, is, what is that actually? It was a Big Red Stadium. It's Big Red Stadium. It's a ripoff of Nebraska. Well, it, does it have a different? Was it Girl? Is it Girl Parrot Field though? Is that or is that their baseball? Or right. is that? I don't. I can't remember for sure. But. It's so hard. But, uh, yeah. The, uh, well, with all the new sponsors that are coming around, I mean, it's hard to keep up with it yeah. all, you know. Yeah, I, so Liberty. Those games coming up this so, week. No, uh, Liberty no. has one game next week for girls. It's Thursday. They play Delta. Yeah, gotcha. one, but, sorry. but uh, gotcha. I, I apologize on that. On, on, Home gen, game. on the 26th, they go at the, they go and play at, at, the, at Bryan against the Golden Bears. And on February 2nd, uh, they play at the House of Cheat of, what is, what's of the, the Hamler Patriots. What is the date of their last game it is a league game thursday february 9th against the fikes of evergreen okay so so three. season really winding down uh, so the, less than so a the month girl, to go so the girls yeah. have two home games i'm sorry today's 15th all day because yeah, cj so. stroud has till tomorrow at noon to decide this <laughs> man's on twitter serious. all day he has till tomorrow hold on, at hold, on noon. hold on it's going to be to figure it's it going out. to be the decision all over again. Yep. College edition. <laughs> okay, so anyways, I'm sorry. Hey, uh, I'm just calling it how I see it, fellas. I'm, I'm just saying what it is. Oh, I missed it. Oh, Bryce Young will declare for the NFL draft. So he's he's, he's got one. He's see, I and mean, they have they got tomorrow mm-hmm. and Willie Anderson as well, the Ed Rusher from Melbourne. Yeah. Yep. So uh, on the twenty, so the Tigers have three more home games left. They got Hicksville, the Apaches of Fairview, and the Vikes of Evergreen. And after that, they're on the road at Bryan, at the House of Cheat, and they play the Blackbirds of Pettisville. Hey, I'm just saying we we could we could finish the year with with one loss. Yeah, the, I will yeah. say though the Brian the Brian one will be I in my personal opinion that's going to be the game of the year state. for those for state. those girls. State, state, state. <laughs> state. Yeah. So, uh, anyways though, uh, in my personal opinion, 
Um, obviously, uh, Patrick Henry's our rival, our rival and all that, and Brian, uh, in my personal opinion, that's the team to beat, uh, given that Brian has won league title in the jungle two, twice back-to-back -back years. Um, I don't know how that even happens, but it does. So, um, I, so I feel like those girls are going to have some, some chip on their shoulder. Well, have, have a big chip on their shoulder going. Yeah, into I just, this one. I just want to talk about this real quick before we move on to boys. Mm -hmm. You know, you talk about what what do you need to win state? I mean, this is this is a real topic. You okay. know, what are the things that you need to win state? You know, a lot of players would say, "Hey, you need that guy or that girl." Yeah. Which. Liberty Center may not have that girl that scores 20 or no. 15 or 19, but they so, do have a girl that can do it at any given night. But I'm going to tell you that something that Liberty Center has that not very many other teams have to offer, and that's 12 girls that could start at any point in time. Absolutely. The numbers that Liberty Center has is going to be a challenge for some of these teams. I just want to put it out there. We did not see much of Bia Barrett against Archibald. No. We did not see much of Emerson Gherkin against no. Archibald. No. Now, that's not because of anything other than I think Coach Davis liked what he had on the floor and he mm -hmm. was going to roll with it. And I think as a coach, that's what you do. If, yes. if something works, you do that. Mm -hmm. So I, I, can't, I credit Coach Davis there. But, I mean, these are weapons that we have yep. that people just might not know that much about. Yes. You see absolutely. what I'm saying? So, absolutely. Bia's very physical. She's very physical. But is she all of 5'7"? I mean, and she is just a beast. Like, she, well, she is a Barrett. She's really, good with, <laughs> she's really good with her one dribble pull-ups, too, with I think her make her tough. She's really good with ball fakes. And at this age in girls' basketball, boys' basketball especially, uh, pump fakes are huge. And I think that's something that she does really Absolutely. well, pass face, pump fakes. Um, I think that's something our girls' team does pretty well down Absolutely. the line. So. Absolutely. I, I think those are things that you're looking at when we're talking about what you need to win state. Yeah, it helps if you have that guy. That Let's guy. turn to this guy for a bucket. Or that girl. But if you have, or that girl. But if you have five of those, you set yourself up in a really, really Absolutely. good position. Right. Yeah, uh, like the Paul Millsap, Kyle Corver, Atlanta Hawks <laughs> always say, Team basketball. Mm -hmm. Team basketball. And trust, the, trust the process. Oh, that's, oh, that's, that's the Sixers. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's the Sixers. <laughs> and, you know, knock on wood, but we've – Stayed healthy. Yes, absolutely. Knock on wood, please. Yeah, other than Addie Zintek, who right. unfortunately suffered that uh, ACL tear uh, right. early in the season. In Thank you, right Mark Bly. He's saving us from any bad luck. <laughs> yep. Right. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> All right, so let's go on to the boys. I uh, believe that boys basketball is presented by Meyer Bait and Hop Insurance Company, servicing the people in Northwest Ohio since 1933. They got offices in Napoleon, I think Holgate, Bowling Green, Bowling Green, and I think maybe one other place. And a place. And a place <laughs> in Melinta. So uh, <laughs> there is a Melinta, as one of my other friends said. Oh. They called me one time and said, "Hey, uh." Do we get off on the Liberty Center Malinta exit? And I, did, I laughed at her. Malinta, said, I really right? need to know. Like, no, it's Malinta, first of all. <laughs> and, yes, that's the exit that you want to get off on. Malinta. So, Malinta. Uh, we'll jump right into boys basketball here. Just going to do a quick rundown of some of these scores. We'll, we'll dive into our uh, boys basketball games. And, uh, yeah. Southview <laughs> defeated Napoleon 67-65. This is on 110 in overtime. Napoleon. Missed 10 free throws in the fourth quarter, guys, uh, including the one uh, front end of a one-and-one one late in the fourth quarter that really could have put this ball game away. Left the door open for Micah Bays, yeah. <laughs> who hit a step-back three-pointer with 1.9 seconds left to go. And I'm going to tell you what, they called a timeout. Everybody in the gym knew who was getting the ball. He had had 30 um, – 39 points, I believe. No, I'm sorry. 29 points. 29 <laughs> points at this point in time. Buries the three to go to 33. So 30 points. Buries the three to go to 33 points. Uh, sends the game into overtime. And then Micah Bays would get all 11 points <laughs> in the overtime period for Dang. Southview. And they will win the game 67-65 behind 43 from Micah Bays. He had six boards. Not only that. He averaged 14 coming into the game, fellas. 
Wow. 43 points. Says so. he scored all 12 wow. in the fourth as well. Absolutely. <laughs> Holy so, uh, crap. He, he, he scored, he's he scored the last 23 points. Guy. 23 points for Southview. And like I said, he only came into the game averaging 14. I averaged 14 in high school. So <laughs> He's him. I mean, yeah, I, you I was come in. Say, like, he's him. He hey, is definitely him. When you're feeling it, though, man, the, yeah. sometimes the basket looks like an ocean. And obviously that was him. And, you know, I, I, if, I'm a, if I'm a coach, I'm saying triple team. Like, give up a layup. I, I foul. I, I don't give up a three-pointer in that situation. I foul personally. Um it's not not, not knocking a coach or anything, but right. you know, in my in the situation from my experience, I think personally I would have taken a foul, let him shoot free throws, not uh-huh. give him a chance to hit a three. Um, hey, you roll the dice, you trust your defense. I'm sure it was probably a well contested shot because everybody yeah. everybody in the gym knew he was getting it, just able to hit it. Um, sometimes when you're feeling it, you're just you're just feeling it. Uh, Napoleon, Mike, uh, Caden Cruz, 21 points. Kellen Ressler, uh, four three pointers with 19 points for the Wildcats. Uh, also on Tuesday night, Liberty Center defeated Fostoria at the Jungle, 60-35. to 35. Uh, Liberty Center led the whole way. It just really made Fostoria uncomfortable in half-court situations. Yep. Uh, they just looked timid. Uh, they, they just looked like they weren't ready uh, for the aggressiveness and the physicality of Liberty Center. Landon Bockelman had a great game inside. Um Aiden Amantree also shot the ball pretty well. And I think Landon Cruz played a pretty good all-around game as well. Absolutely. And I think Landon needs needs to get a little bit more credit where credit's due. You know, he does a lot of uh, work bringing the ball up the floor, working against some of those pressure defenses. And then he has to turn around and do the same thing uh, to the other team's guard. So, you know, I, I think he should get a lot of credit. Uh, he played a really good game. Uh, and Liberty Center was just able to control that one from, from start to finish. Absolutely. Let's move on to Friday night's boys basketball action. It was Archibald defeating Liberty Center 51-44 in what was an absolute slugfest back and forth. Uh, Archibald led it 16-15 after the first quarter, close at the half. Uh, Then there was about 45 seconds to go in the third quarter, and Liberty Center forced three straight turnovers for Archibald uh, and turned them all into points. Zane Zyder got a breakaway layup. Uh, then it was uh, Hammond Tree, I think, got a lay- uh, rebound put back. And uh-huh. I think another layup came from maybe Chapel, or maybe it might have been Zyder uh, as I well. I feel like it was Zyder. Um, uh, just bum rush there to, to six points, which opened up a five-point lead in the third quarter. You thought, you know, maybe Liberty Center was going to inch away, inch away. Yeah. And then the, stri- the streaks of blue kept on. Yeah. They kept on fighting. They didn't stop. They kept going. Uh, yeah, Cade Brenner led all scorers uh, for Archibald, had 23 points, 11 of 11 from the three-point line, uh, shot 11 of their 18 free throws, yep. really iced the game in the fourth quarter. Liberty yep. Center had to foul a little bit. Uh, he did a nice job really putting the game away. Uh, you know, I thought there was only one thing I didn't like about his play, and I thought he was a little bit uh, too emotional, kind of got caught up in some of the no yep. calls and mm-hmm. so, some of those kind of things. Only a junior, so that stuff will come a little bit more with playing time. I yeah. think he'll get over that. But I was impressed with the way he played, um, was really confident shooting the basketball. And I think the Jaden Seiler kid had eight points for Archibald mm-hmm. all in the fourth quarter, including the three-pointer to start the fourth quarter, which yep. really kind of subsided the run from Liberty Center, which got Archibald right back into the basketball game. So uh, credit Archibald. Tough team, Absolutely. Uh, tough Very win. Tough Very tough places to uh, win a game in, too. And uh, the one thing I will give our guys props, we they did not airball the free throw. <laughs> <laughs> because I remember uh, year – when was Brooks' senior year? Do you remember, CJ? That was our freshman year, 2015. 15? 16, maybe. I remember we I went to that game when they played <laughs> at Archibald, and um, Brooks went up to the line. This was the first two free throws of the game for Liberty. I remember the first time uh, they gave birth to uh, a basketball, uh, Brooks airballed it. Mm-hmm. The second time, they had a big guy do the worm. Mm. <laughs> it was a very phenomenal worm, I will say that. What, it was did, a Brooke, what did Brooks do to you, dude? <laughs> 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 it doesn't do it. He did nothing to me. I just, it's, just, it's just that uh, every, time, every time I've ever gone there, um, those kids that – it's hard to when you have a when you have people behind, standing behind that oh, backboard yeah. just doing the most absurd things you can think of. There's not many 
places that I played at, I don't know about you, Phil, but where the student section is right behind the basket, it's very intimidating. I'll tell it's you horrible. That. I, I, I was there. never a good free throw shooter by any means, but when I needed to sick them and they were behind it, I'm like, it's not going in. I just yeah. had no confidence. Like, I'm going to give it a yeoman's effort, but right, it's, yeah. 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 Uh, so, yeah, but, yeah, that's the one thing I'll – that's the only thing that sticks in my mind. Every time we would go to Arch, whenever Liberty's basketball goes to Archibald, that's the one thing I'm mainly worried about because uh, free throws, those free throws do come, uh, do come bite you in the in the behind if, mm-hmm. you, if you don't get them when the game gets late. Absolutely. All right. Sorry we, about that. Sorry and we about talk about no, it's cool. We talk about the we talk about it all the time about how big free throws are and and about how you know they can really put the game away or they can leave an open door. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. And I think that's kind of the thing where yeah, going back, I'm sorry, you really got to you really got to make pressure free throws. Uh, Go that, ahead. That, that's the one thing that came in with the girls. Even though we're talking about boys now, uh, that also came in with the girls basketball against Archibald. Um, the free some of the free throws they couldn't get down. Uh, obviously, Alyssa Gisigi or Gizais, uh <laughs> she got her two free throws down right at the end that uh, my, that really put the game away. That put Liberty up by two possessions. Um, Prior to that, though, uh, there was a few free throws that could have gone down, that should have gone down, uh, that would have not, that would have put Liberty up by, I believe, three possessions if that would have, uh, if they were able to get those free throws. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and that's you know, and and some like I said, sometimes that's just what you need to find a shooting rhythm and get yourself going. So, Absolutely. all right, let's go. Let's keep on going, boys. Phil, sorry about that. Oh, yeah, my bad, CJ. Don't you dare apologize. No, no CJ. Oh, oh, my gosh. PH defeats uh, Evergreen 60, 63-60 to 60 in overtime. Good game there. Max Mac Eber for PH, 16 points. Lincoln Krieger with 12. Eli Kiefer, game high, 26 points led Evergreen. Perrysburg defeated Napoleon, 71-48. You know, Napoleon's a little bit struggling right now. Uh, a little riding the struggle bus. They were down 16 at the half. Blake Wolf had 11. Caleb Stoner with 10. Matt Watkins led all scorers with 22 for the Yellow Jackets, while Austin Schultz added 12. And uh, is it still 31-24? Yeah, the, the Giants won. Sorry. Oh, they did win. <laughs> I am angry. How did the my, Giants win at Minnesota? My wow. yeah. Sunday has been ruined. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, mine was ruined at sorry, 8 o'clock this Sorry, I completely morning. interrupted. Um, I'm sorry. Perrysburg defeats Nep- – oh, we already said that one. Swan defeats Wasion 61-43 in league action. Cole Mitchie hits six threes for the Bulldogs. Had 34 points on the night, which led all scores. Jack Leatherman hit four threes of his own for Wasion, and he had 15 points. OG defeated Lima Bath 70 to 25, while Colin hey, White. Hey, you did say it right, Lima Bath. <laughs> Colin White scored 26 points uh, to give him his 1,000th career point, uh, only as a junior. So congratulations to Colin White. Call five. Um, Wayne Trace defeated Tenora 64. The Raiders. Wayne Trace defeated. Your Raiders possibly. I don't know. I don't know. Hey, you know, I'm just saying. Wayne Trace defeated Tenora 64 to 46. They out rebounded the Rams. This one is a surprise, guys. Okay. Yeah. 32 to 13. Dang. Really? Rebounding wise. Yes. Wow. Wow. Uh, Leading the way for the Raiders. The Raiders. Raiders. Kyle Stoller had 26 and 13. 26 points, 13 boards. Stoller. Brooks Lockhoff had 21 for Wayne Trace. Uh, they shot 50% from the floor. Tenora, Aiden Rittenhouse, four three-pointers in the game with 16. Luke Harris with 12. Uh, Delta also defeated Bryan in league action, 36. The Golden to Bears. 28. And Defiance defeated Kenton, 72-43 to 43 for can't, its can't win. Ten, 10th straight win. Uh, Defiance goes to 11-1 overall. Caden Zakrich, 21 points and 11 yes. boards. Caden uh, Zakrich, just a – yeah, he's a monster, guys. Uh, he has great footwork for a post player. You know, post positioning, post playing is kind of a little bit dead in basketball right now. And, uh, you know, he's just one of those guys that really has really good footwork and knows how to, how to post up and really does a good job early uh, with getting his positioning as well. So good job there. For the Bulldogs, uh, we'll go on to some Saturday games. Uh, I would be lying to tell you that I'm fully prepared for this. No, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, you know, Saturday's games were kind of edgy because, you know, Friday games, you're, you're coming off of league games. 
and I think most teams would say that the league games are the ones that they take a little bit more Serious? preparation time for, you know, because you prep all week for the Friday game, and then you turn around and you have another game on Saturday. You get one hour shoot around in the morning. You maybe go through some of their sets they're going to run, their offense they're going to run, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's pretty much the scouting that you do for Saturday games in the non in the non league contests. Uh, Pettysville defeated Evergreen on Saturday. Pettysville, a very good basketball team. Liberty Center will see them, I believe, next week. Uh, 56-45, Pettysville over Evergreen. Van Wert defeated Bryan. Cougar Nation! 68-44. Lima Senior, guys, in a shocker, defeating OG 52-48. Spartans moved to 6-4 on the season. Uh, So really, really good win. Uh, Crestview defeated Wayne Trace 45-43 to move Crestview to 11-1. There was an out-of-bounds inbound Which play. Crestview? Crestview. Ashland Crest. They're only Crestview, the Knights. We okay. don't cut. The other Crestview is like six hours away. The, the Knights. Knights. The, the Knights. Um, Crestview moved to 11-1. There was, I think, a couple, I think there was four seconds left, and they ran it. I'm sorry, two seconds left. They ran an inbounds play, got the inbounds play, and got the shot up before the buzzer to go in, and nice. that is how the game ended. Dang. And a congratulations as we have a, another 1,000-point score in Brooks Lockhoff, the junior from Wayne Trace, uh, scored his 1,000-point in this game. Wow. So Two juniors, huh? So two juniors uh, that got their 1,000th career point on Friday uh, for Colin White for OG, and then Walk Saturday. To, going to, they're going to go, uh, go to Kentucky, calling it right here. <laughs> Kentuckers. 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 What is he saying? I ain't going to Kentuckers. Uh, Striker. They're going to get the Colonel. Striker. This was a a good game, fellas. 23-pointers combined between the two teams. 23s combined from the two teams. Striker defeated Tenora 66-21 in overtime, fellas. 20 combined threes. I don't know if they were feeling it. I'm not sure if they maybe were playing a little bit of zone and they were getting some looks and it was just, you know, they were just, that's what, that's the shots that were being attempted. I don't know. Uh, Nevertheless, though, I think that's pretty impressive. Uh Uh, So, you know, Tenora, a team that we thought may be a pretty solid team in the area, you know, really struggling right now, Isaiah, just really trying to, just really struggling to find some footing. I know. You know, scheduling is – you know, they play a tough schedule. The yes. GMC is pretty solid in basketball. You got yes. teams like Ayersville, who you mentioned earlier, is tough. Mm-hmm. Antwerp is on the rise for the, the GMCs. Antwerp is not the Raiders. No, 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 no. I was, I was adding And then you got the Raiders. Okay, then you got the Raiders. So, there's a lot of good teams in the GMC, and I think Tenora may be just a little bit young right now. Yes. And trying to get their feet wet this year. Yeah, uh – the one thing is, though, they don't have size is their problem. They, they really they, don't. They, they don't have anyway. You're right. It's more of a small – what would you call it? Small, small ball. ball. Yep. Small yeah. ball. More of a small ball lineup uh, across the board for freshmen, JV, and varsity. They don't. They just don't have a big guy. They which, don't. Which is what basketball is starting to turn into. Small ball? Yes. Yes. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Big man, yeah. It's not a big man game no more. No. Never, it really isn't. And usually when you have a big man, most – well, most of the time, they either the small ball teams adapt to defending it or they just can't and they get obliterated by right. it. So, that's the one thing. I mean, that's just my opinion. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong. But, um, but, some, but some teams, though, uh, they some of the teams that you've seen that small ball teams versus um, that rely on the big guys uh, with mm-hmm. their rebounds and all that, it does play a big role. And if the small ball lineups can't uh, um, defend it or get what they need, um, it's really going to be uh, their Achilles heel for that. I think you're right. So, all right, keep going. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it for the Saturday games. Um, you know, it was it was a it was a really action packed weekend. Um, you know, me and Isaac are uh, me and the Minute Man uh, talked James about it a little Ryland. bit last week on our episode. Unfortunately, did we like really we talk some, about it some, though? We did. did. You did. I did. (laughs) (laughs) I guess. Uh, Talked about it a little bit last week. There was going to be some really good basketball games coming up this weekend. Mm -hmm. Uh, Looking ahead on the schedule for this week, um, another action-packed boys basketball week. We got Liberty Center is going to be playing St. Francis tomorrow. Uh, Is that the Toledo? That's attorney. Rossford. Okay, the Martin Luther. Yeah, okay, the MLK. 
tomorrow's MLK Day? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Moses, I need to get with the program. Anyway, You're fired. Um, so we got this the fifth time tonight. Um, so Liberty Center is going to play St. Francis over there at the MLK tournament. Uh, and then they will play Swanton on the 20th, which I believe is Friday night. Yes, sir, it is. And then they play at the Jungle uh, against the Blackbirds. That man, on Saturday. That's so going to be a good game. Let me tell you, yes. the boys team has their work cut, cut out. out for them this week mm -hmm. with and three games. And then after that, after Pezville, they play the Bryant Golden Bears. Uh, hosting there, and then uh, well, things are going to start traveling. to slow down. It's going to yeah. start going Friday, Saturday games pretty much throughout right. the rest yeah, of the and, way. Uh, then you got on the twenty eighth at, and they play at Fairview, and then uh, they have a two game homestand against the Hamler Patriots on February third on a Friday. And you can shake your head as much as you want. I'm going to call them Hamler as much as I can. <laughs> and on Saturday, February 4th, it's the Battle of the Liberties again. It's the Eagles of Liberty Benton traveling nice. to the jungle. Man, I'm going to tell you right on now. On Saturday night. Liberty Benton has one loss. They are a very good are they really? basketball team. Nice. They are very good. Very, very hmm. good. I'm willing to put money and on it. And I'm willing to put money on it that they want to come back for a little bit of a vengeance after a 60 to whatever <laughs> it was. It was a throttling <laughs> that they took up here in the fall. Yeah, I'm willing to bet, though, that we're gonna, there's going to be a lot of football references throughout the night. Oh, of course game. there is. Yeah, so. We take any chance we get to, to, to make jabs at people about football. Let's play football <laughs> is one of the greatest student yeah. section chance there ever was. I mean, that's Absolutely. just the way it is. All right. So, do we uh, – Sorry to interrupt on that. Keep going. Sorry. There. Uh, no, I mean, you're good. Uh, that, that pretty much rounded it up for basketball. Like I said, a lot of games on the slut. Let's see if we got any interesting ones coming up here. Oh, not too many that I really see. I know the league oh, games uh, this week are going to be good. Another one I forgot the – Sorry, the budget one more time here. Uh, and then on February – I'm just putting down the ones that will be interesting in my personal opinion. On Friday, February 10th, uh, the Tigers go to back to Evergreen. And uh, given what happened in the tournament last year, um, I think there's going to be some vengeance. Uh, vengeance well, not only that, going the last game of the regular season second, was a three-point win. Oh, yeah. Yep, you're right. Sorry about that. And then they played. They played Evergreen the last game of the year and lost 43-40. to 40. Mm. Gotcha. I forgot. Yeah, and, uh, if you go back and listen to LC Tiger Sports Live, if you go back and listen to it, you can hear Spike uh, uh, screaming a lot. He's unhappy. <laughs> right at yeah. the end. Um, another game that I thought that I think is going to be interesting, uh, Wasion Evergreen next week. That's going to be uh, On game. the 21st, Swanton brings in Genoa. So Genoa! So Swanton plays back-to-back -back games. Good, the comments are very good. The hmm. Swan plays back-to-back -back games at home against Liberty Center and Genoa so next week. So, tough tough schedule for Swan next yeah. week Isn't as well. Genoa's conference is pretty tough in basketball, aren't they, with Elmwood and all of them? And then right. um, Archibald will so. also play Defiance Ooh. this week. I at believe, Defiance or at I believe on Tuesday they play at Archibald. Ooh. But yes. uh, night. I'm night Blue Streaks. I might, I might, I might, <laughs> I'm telling I, you, man. Defiance go is going to – Archibald doesn't have the size either. And Defiance, Caden Zacherich is going to have a monster night. They're yes. going to have to play zone like they did against Liberty. And I thought Liberty did a very nice job against the zone. Mm -hmm. And Defiance, I think, is a better all-around team mm -hmm. with, a, with maybe a little bit better capable shooters. And I think Archibald's going to really have to put the pressure on to keep those guys from scoring the basketball. So Absolutely. Uh, I do remember a few years ago uh, it was a sellout crowd – uh, between the streaks in oh, uh, defiance. Oh, I know. I was there. Oh, very good basketball game. Uh, they always give good battles because they're just they're two they're two premier mm -hmm. basketball schools in the league Absolutely. in the area. Do we have anything else, boys? Um, couple things in the works. Uh, next week we will have Coach Shaddy on again. Apologize again. I I'm so sorry about that. We'll have Coach Shaddy on. Uh, we're going to um, try to get Coach Westoven yep, on as Troy. well. He's been he's got his hands full lately. And, and um, yeah, well, you know, we talked to him a little bit. He said he goes right from his practice at six thirty, and then goes to Biddy wrestling till like eight. Uh, so he's pretty locked and loaded all the time. Yes, and absolutely. While we're on the matter, uh, congratulations to his brother and their, and their uh, child. Yeah, they're having. Um, I don't know if it's wife or significant other. We'll call it because I don't know, but um, yeah. is having their baby. So that's where he was at tonight instead of joining us tonight. So. I think it might be Sean. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. not sure. So Sean's wife, yeah. So 
Uh, congratulations to Sean and his wife on the birth of their child. And hopefully everything's going well there as we wish, you know, Troy the best of luck with that. So Absolutely. hopefully get him on next week. I got some things in the work to work with OG's coach, maybe get Colin White on here as well. It'd be pretty cool. So I kind of try to do all that for you. Uh, website in the works. Um, outside of that, just keep uh, – sh- hopefully in two weeks we should have the website up for you guys. Uh, uh, merchan- we'll update uh, that. Merchandise, uh, it's, ga- it's coming Work along. Work in progress it's, still. It's coming along. It's, I, was, I was given for a few more updates like just recently. So uh, it's, uh, it, progress is being made with that also. And if you are listening, we are looking for one more sponsor, or also you can you can talk to us about sponsorships for the fall. Uh, just get with us about details for those because I'm not some of these people might not want to do fall, just do basketball, do fall. So yeah, uh, we'll keep you guys updated on all that. That'll be once again something that'll be posted on our site. Absolutely. Um, outside of that, just uh, we'll give a shout out to our sponsors here, and we'll wrap her up. All right, we got. Uh uh, shout out to Three Chord uh, with Three Chord with Shane Hollenball. I'm going to say sign it, sew it, screen it, print it yes, with sir. Three Chord. With they three have chord. they have four offices around here, so yes. mm-hmm. go check them out. Hit them with the design. If you have a design and you're not sure what you want to do, talk to them. They will help. Yes, they are absolutely. great they will with help. what they do. They're great at it, and, and they do a really good job. Absolutely. And also uh, – uh, Pro Day Performance Training with Jordan Berdu and Dorian Hooker and Josh Martin. Uh, shout out to those guys. Uh, definitely know that uh, Pro Day Performance, they uh, top training, really good training there. Pretty sure Jordan has trained um, 17 Division One athletes Absolutely. in his time there. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So, A couple with, kids from BG, had a kid that went to Michigan State. Mm-hmm. Um, he does work with a lot of youth, adults. Um, he works with people that – um, have been have had severe injuries and are looking to get back up. So Absolutely. good things there as well. So yeah, um, we also are brought to you by Swan Welding, providing custom welding and fabrication services since 1956. Swan Welding is not just a partner in fabrication; they are a partner in your success of all the services they provide. And let's go with AB Perfectionist Painting. Uh, for all your painting needs, call Austin Burdue and the guys at 419-906-1627. That is wallpaper removal, drywall, finishing drywall, painting, all the stuff you could possibly do. Get you a hold of those it? guys. They do it. Pretty much uh, quality painting made easy. And then uh, uh, CJ, you want to <laughs> okay. hit us with the last CJ, two? CJ's got our last two. Obviously, LC Tiger Sports Live for the studio. I appreciate it. Shout uh, out to Mark Blind that's sitting right beside Absolutely. us. Absolutely. Um, and last but not least, Meyer Bainhop Insurance, serving people in Northwest Ohio since 1933. So Shout out to all those people. Yeah, Absolutely. Thank, you, thank you for the sponsorships and everything, and thank you, Mark, for the studio and everything. So with that being said, I'm your host, Isaiah Markle. I am your co-host and the stats man, the snowman. CJ, the Minuteman, Spradlin. Are you CJ Spradlin? I am. And this is Endzone Militia. Shh, just a reminder. Oh, yeah. Remember, there is no end zones in basketball. <laughs>